Hi, it's Vana. Welcome to Midlife Confidence. I found that bringing our glow back in our middle years comes from learning to manage our own mind. It's time to love your life and love yourself. Join me on a journey as we discover our midlife confidence. When is the last time you were worried about one of your adult children? About five minutes ago? Well, you're not alone. I'm so glad to be talking today with Pamela Henkelman. I know from talking to so many of my midlife friends that nearly all of us are concerned about our grown-up kids and how to be good parents in this stage for many different reasons. In fact, I can't think of anyone with adult children who doesn't have some concerns or worries trying to figure this out. So my hubby Mike and I are right there with you. We have four grown-up kids and four grandkids. Right now, it's perfectly balanced. We have two daughters and two sons, two granddaughters and two grandsons. It won't stay like that forever. (laughs) So I invited Pamela because that is what she does. She helps Christian moms navigate their changing roles with their adult children through intimacy with God. She lives in the Midwest. She's married to her pastor, and they have five adult children and two grandsons. And I just love her fun Instagram reels that pop up in my feed. And I think she has a great message and her work is really important because we do not get any training about parenting adult children. So I think we all need some peace and confidence around this really important role that we're in now. No matter how old our kids get, being a parent is always a significant part of our purpose. So welcome, Pamela. Thank you for joining us. I am happy to be here, Mona. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you. I already told people your awesome work helping moms. So what else can we know about you? For fun, I'm getting used to the empty nest. We've only been empty nesters for about two or three years. I lose track of time and I still can't believe that my life doesn't revolve around my children's activities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my husband walk around saying, we can do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. Isn't this amazing? <laughs> uh-huh. And then you have to figure out what it is it that we want to do, right? <laughs> yeah. We like to take road trips. I love to meet friends for coffee. I love mm-hmm. to work in a coffee shop. You know, I think because I'm an extrovert, I'm energized by being with people. So mm-hmm. being at home alone writing, ooh, no, that's not for me. I like to be around the buzz of the people. Well, that's great. Well, you have this awesome work helping Christian women with their adult children. So what are the challenges that you see parents as their children reach adulthood? Right. I think the hardest thing or what I've noticed most about moms is that we're supported so beautifully when our kids are small, when we're having our babies and we're raising our kids, there's a million resources. There's books, you have play groups, you have mops, you have, you name it. And then as the kids get older, it seems like you hang around with the moms of your kids' friends because they're in all their activities together. So you, you commiserate that way. And then when our children reach adulthood, it's like the world goes silent Now we're in this hardest transition of our life, and yet no Mm. one is helping us. And so I just wanted to be a way to help moms navigate this really challenging transition of going from a directing role to a support role. And that's Mm -hmm. that's a huge 
shift for most moms. I like the way you pointed that out. What else do you want moms to know? Yeah, I think the best thing we can have is a strong relationship with God. Like apart from him, I don't really know how we get through it because there's a lot of like emotional work that we have to do, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if we have kids who go a different way, if they walk away from the faith of their childhood or they, you know, sometimes our kids go down these paths that are difficult and hard. And so how do we still love them yet have healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. and still trust God with them. So if you don't have a connection with God, honestly, I think it's going to be really hard for you to get through this transition. So it's just about walking closely with God and allowing him to help us through this transition. Yeah. How do you think he helps us? Uh, He teaches us about surrender. I remember when one of my children was going through a hard time and I remember God whispering these words through his Holy Spirit in such a sweet way. He said to me, he said, I'm writing their story. You are not. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, whoa, it was such a profound thought because I thought, you know, we think we're writing their stories. We think we're forming them and shaping them. And then in a sense we are, but once they reach adulthood, they are free to make their own choices. And so God still covers all of that. And so uh-huh. my job is to my job is to trust him in the waiting and the watching and the seeing uh-huh. what happens. You know, I'm not in charge of their story. So it's just this sweet season of surrender, really. Mm-hmm. It's surrender upon a sur- surrender upon surrender. Yeah, I first learned that concept of surrender in a 12-step group and learning to put God in your center instead of someone else that you're worried about and how much peace that can bring to your life. Exactly. Yeah. How do you think parents can build deeper relationships with their grown-up kids? We don't spend as much time with them anymore. And one of my biggest disappointments at this stage of our life is that all of our children live out of state. So we really don't spend that much time right together. You know, I am right there with you. Our five kids, we now, one of them is moving to Utah. So now we're going to be in five different States and I can't Mm. believe it. I'm shocked. (laughs) I'm shocked. How dare they, right? (laughs) But yet we know this is what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, know, they need to go live their lives. So We jump on FaceTime a lot. I think it really matters the bond you create in your family when they're growing up. Like I wanted this secure attachment and I wanted our kids to know that home was always a safe place for them, no matter what, no matter Mm -hmm. what, what was happening, no matter how their life was, that home with their dad and I was going to be safe. It was going to be loving. We would support them no matter what they went through. And so we just worked hard to build a good family bond. And so now that continues. Now that our kids are adults, I just love, I love to see the way they support each other. And, you know, we have five kids. So, you know, you always have those alliances. These two partner up and these two partner mm-hmm. up. And then you watch it in adulthood. It still continues. And it's so sweet. We know that we have each other's backs, even when we disagree, even when we don't see the world like we used to see it. We have each other's backs. And so Mm -hmm. we're intentional about communication. We're intentional about just plans to see them. You know, yes, it takes a lot more effort. It's seven hours in the car. Now we're going to have to fly, you know? So yeah, we make time for what's important. And so that's what we do. 
Well, sometimes these kids grow up and then they create problems of their own in their life. It might be with relationships that are going wrong or financial choices they make or substance abuse, all these things. How can parents love them and manage the frustration that they have with their children's choices? Yeah, I think it's okay. It's not unloving to say we're disappointed, but it is unloving to be critical, to be judgmental, to be harsh. It's like we have to get out of the way and let God be God and let God speak to them. Let the Holy Spirit, you know, it's not our job to convict and train and convince anymore. Like we had our day in the sun and now we step aside and we let God do that. And so I think the love that we show to them is huge. I look at, and I'm writing about it this month, about the picture of the father and the son and the son, you know, who wanted his inheritance in the Bible, wanted his inheritance. And his father said, sure, go ahead and take it. And he, he, the Bible says he went off and lived wildly and squandered his inheritance and made bad choices. And we always focus on the son, but I love in that story, the picture of the father and that father, how he waited and he kept his eye on the horizons, waiting to see when his son would come back. It makes me think that he wasn't embittered. He wasn't angry. He was consistently resting in God, trusting what God would do, confident, knowing that that this would happen. And then when the son came back, he didn't lecture him and say, why did you squander all that money? And why did you do this? Instead, he embraced him and he hugged him. And can you imagine how that must have been so healing for this son? And then he mm-hmm. threw him apart. Yeah. You know, I think we can look at that example and go, that's how I want to be. That's the yes. kind of parent I want to be. And one of the things I love about that story is the father watched with anticipation and hope, but he did not go track down his son and pull him out of the pig site. <laughs> he didn't drag him back. He didn't say, get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Let him make his choices, learn from yeah. his experiences. Yeah. And I think we have to remember that we had to learn from our experiences. So why do we constantly think we should tell our adult children what to do? Like they have to figure it out. We figured it out. No one was telling Mm -hmm. us what to do. You know, pain is a powerful teacher. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't like it, but pain is a powerful teacher if you'll submit to it. And so that's, again, just going back to that surrender and trusting God in the process. And let's not be miserable. Like if you choose to be miserable, like that's on you. Yeah. (laughs) That's not your child's fault. That's your fault. I I'm glad you said that because I really feel strongly that our children do not want to be in charge of our emotions. They don't want to feel like everything they do, you're going to get upset, disappointed, or feel bad or sad about. It makes them feel guilty or manipulated. They just don't want to be in charge of how we feel anymore. (laughs) And they shouldn't ever be. If we ever let our kids be responsible for ourselves, well, then we need to do some work. Yeah, that's our job. Being happy is our our job. job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned this earlier. Let's go back to children who leave the faith that is important to parents. Maybe they train them up hoping they would stay in the faith and then they leave. And and from the many friends and people that I've talked to, that's a really painful experience. It's it's so 
painful because here's the deal, you know, we raise our kids and the one thing that we want for them is a rich relationship with God. And then when they walk away from it, we think, well, what? I messed this up. I've failed my child. And so we carry all this shame and this disappointment. And I think instead what we need to do is normalize wrestling with our faith. Let's just assume that when our kids get 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, that they're, they are going to wrestle. They're going to question everything Mm. and like, they do have to make it their own. And yes, we, we don't want them to have to go through that wrestling, but maybe that's how they come out on the other side stronger. So instead of like freaking out, (laughs) how about if we just love them through it and pray And again, it's that just trusting God in the process, loving them through the process. Yeah. I love that idea of, oh, let's stop expecting that they will never hit any faith bumps and expect that there is this developmental stage in young adulthood or even in their 30s where they're going to questioning things and decide for themselves, what do I really want with my relationship with God? Yeah. Yep. So let's normalize it. Yeah. Instead of making it this horrific thing, mm-hmm. you know? I think the common theme under the whole relationship is parents always wishing that the kids would listen to them because we can see so clearly what they should do to be happy. And if they would just do what we <laughs> tell them to do, mm-hmm. that they'd just be so much more successful or peaceful or happy in their lives. And it's quite ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous if you think about back to your own life when you were that age and how you felt about your parents advice you were like oh my parents they don't get it yeah (laughs) even if you had wonderful parents you still like you want your independence you want to figure this out so I I really I think it's okay to say to parents with adult kids don't give advice unless you're asked Mm -hmm. because there's like this this thing that our adult kids go through. And, you know, when they're 15, 16, 17, they're like, oh, mom, (laughs) they're just like, mom, maybe it even starts earlier, 13, 14. And then, you know, we just stay quiet. We stay quiet. And then eventually the older they get, they start seeing the wisdom that we have and they're thankful for it and they'll ask for it. But let's Mm -hmm. not, so many parents are so just like bossy with their kids with their adult kids, like you need to do this and you need to do that. And I'm like, whoa, what a recipe for embitterment for the child, you know? And it's also miserable for the parent. Like that desire to control, you're going to be constantly frustrated and disappointed because it won't work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. So let's just release, let him go. This season is about letting go a million times over and again and again. I'm yeah. going to let it go. I'm going to let him go, God. I'm going to love him. I'm going to let him go. And I'm going to trust your work in their life. Like that's what it boils down to. Yeah. I think we all get to this stage and we look back maybe with our more mature perspective. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we will all find things that we regret doing as parents when they were younger. Do you have any thoughts on how we can feel okay about what we've done, even if it wasn't the perfect thing? Yes. Have a conversation with your kids about it. Oh my gosh. Mm. I was talking about the power of an apology 
And one of my counselor friends said that might be the most profound thing we could ever do with an adult child is to apologize. Mm, like, I love that. Wow. Like we can, like we can do that. I can go to my kids and say, I am so sorry the way I did that. I'm so sorry. And now my, my kids are so gracious. I, you know, I just beat myself up like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have been like that. And now they're like, mom, you were fabulous. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we're usually so hard on ourselves, but have a conversation yeah. about it. We've had so many conversations in their adulthood now where I just said, you know, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know. And I'm so sorry I didn't know. And I wish I could have done it better. And wow, there's just power in apology. Yeah, that's very healing. It's yeah. just to go and just say, I do recognize that I could have done this better and wish I could go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Another thing that's really important in the way we relate to our kids, especially to our married kids, I see parents all the time still just barging in. They'll call them up and they'll be like, okay, well, we're coming this weekend. Da, 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 da. Never once asking their adult child, are you available? Do you have anything going on? Like that's so disrespectful for parents just to assume that we can enter our children's life because it's convenient for us. Like let's be respectful and gracious and say, Hey, let me know when you're free. Cause we really want to come visit you. Like, yeah. I, because honestly, most adult kids can't say no to their, their parents. They, right. they don't want to make us feel bad. And so I constantly tell my kids, please, if you have something going on, tell us. We do not want to interrupt your life, mm-hmm. you know? And with our married kids, as they move into that stage of their life, then we have in-laws. We get to be in-laws yeah. and we get to figure out how to bring a new person into our life. And suddenly they're our child. Except they're yeah. not really our child. Like, yeah. that's a whole new relationship to navigate. It is. It really is. And to understand, you know, the whole concept, the Bible says we are to leave our parents and cleave to our spouse. Have you let your adult child do that? Yeah. Like, some parents are just overly involved emotionally. And it's like, wow, we just need to step back because now their relationship with their spouse is the central relationship. We're secondary and we're supposed to be because it will strengthen their bond. But sometimes parents just overstep that too. And they're like way up in their business and need to be. And yeah, we do need to learn how to love another child. And this child's family is nothing like our family. And so there's that whole dynamic to work through and talk through. And so I'm just all about having honest conversations with our kids. especially around holidays and expectations and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's so much pressure when they have two families that they want to spend time with. And both families are like basing whether you love them (laughs) on whether you show up on a certain day. Right. Yeah. So moms do this, open the doors and say, you know what? I don't care when we celebrate the holidays, just let's celebrate sometime. It doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday or a Friday. (laughs) It doesn't have to be Christmas morning anymore. And moms, stop making your kids' life so hard by demanding they be there on Christmas morning, because that's the way you always did it. It's like, it's a new day. It's a new day. And you have to be gracious and respectful. Mm -hmm. 
That's just such good advice all along there. I think we need to hear that from each other. We can have those deep relationships, have a good relationship with our grown-up kids and feel peaceful, even as we watch them go ahead and make their mistakes or or not just mistakes, but they're going to go through challenges. Like it could be illnesses or just hard times in school or trying to find a job. That's hard to watch too. Yo, yeah. Let me tell you, we've gone through it all with our kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would love to also hear about how you found this work, your purpose journey, I might call it. Like, how did you figure out this is what you want to do? Sure. Well, I have been speaking for about 20 years and my spiritual gift is encouragement. So I'm just all about encouraging people. And when I was getting close to the emptiness, when our fifth child was a senior, I thought, Lord, what do you want me to do with the rest of my days? (laughs) Because, you know, my life was really focused on my kids and helping my husband's a pastor. So leading in the church, we've done that for 20 years, but I was like, Lord, what do I do next? And I've always had this dream to write a book for 20 years, maybe 30 years. I'm like, someday I'm going to write a book. And then one day I thought, well, I don't know anything about writing a book. How am I going to write a book? I don't know anything about writing a book. And so I joined this group called Hope Writers. And so I joined that online community about three years ago. And so I was just kind of writing in the faith space. And I wrote a lot about identity. And as I was dreaming about the books that I would write, I knew I wanted to write a book about probably being a pastor's wife, because that's a whole nother thing unto itself. I was going to write a book about parenting adult children. And then I was going to write a book about some of the miracles that my family has walked through. And so as as I was praying one day, the Lord like said, you can go ahead and do this, this parenting book first. And I said, okay. So then I went to a writer's conference last summer and we were just talking about, you know, who your audience is. And my friend said, you know, I think you're onto something with this parenting adult kids. I really think you should just rip off the bandaid and start writing exclusively for these moms. And I said, okay. And so I did. And I kind of shifted my focus in July and it just has resonated so beautifully. And I'm just finding that, you know, we're the forgotten moms and I just don't want moms to go through this transition alone. And so I love supporting midlife moms. Mm -hmm. I've been a midlife mom now. And how do I define a midlife mom? A midlife mom is anyone who has a child who's reached adulthood. So some of the midlife moms are empty nesters, but some have one in college or a bunch at home. And some maybe have all their kids are married off and have grandkids already. So it's, it's a broad range, but I just wanted her to not feel so alone. Well, I'm so glad you're doing this work. You're doing a beautiful job of it. I just have to encourage everybody to go follow her Instagram account. It's really fun. How else can they connect with you, Pamela? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at P. Hinkleman, and it's P-H-E-N-K-E-L-M-A-N. And then you can also find me on my website at PamelaHinkleman.com. And and I'm starting a podcast. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it launches in the in a month, and it's called the Midlife Mama Podcast. Look for my my little uh, graphic with my pink glasses. I have pink glasses and gray hair, so I'm pretty easy to pick, pick out of the bunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for the podcast. I will definitely be following that too. I will so link much. all this stuff in the show notes for everyone. This has been very encouraging and it's just good to hear this talked about with so much faith and also wanting to be the parents that will serve them the best and support them the best. Now it's just so important. 
I forgot to let your listeners know that I do have a free guide. It's called Five Ways to Support Your Adult Child. And it's just a little one page thing that you can tuck in your Bible and just read through. And it kind of just talks about five ways to support them best. And I found that my readers really enjoy that little, it's just a little worksheet with some helpful hints. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. So they can grab that probably in your show notes. Yes, for sure. All right. Thank you. Appreciate this. Thank you. So that's our conversation. And I really enjoyed hearing the way Pamela approaches parenting now on the stage. I really appreciate her coming on. I hope you heard some things today that will help you in your new role as a parent of adult children. The most important thing I want to say is you are a good parent because the definition of a good parent is someone who loves their children. So good work, mama and papa. I'm glad Pamela shared how she came to be involved in this work. I talk a lot about living a purposeful life, and so I'm so pleased to say that I have a new course out. It's called the Midlife Purpose Project, and it's designed to help women bloom in that purposeful life that's been calling to them. And as our adult children move on, we get to move on to some new things too. So you can find out more about that on my website, vonadavis.com. And join me in two weeks on the next episode. I'm bringing on my awesome hubby, Mike, again. February is our anniversary as well as Valentine's Day. So I think this will be an annual tradition. Take care until next time.